Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. We're going to continue uh, this message about freedom leading to freedom, and this has been a long, we started this back in April talking about mindsets and going through it, and I don't know, I've, I've heard from a number of you, but uh, man, this has been a good long walk in the same direction for me, and uh, it's, it's been uh, probably one of the more enjoyable, I don't know if you call it a study or what you call it, but in, enjoyable ways of teaching this that I found in a long, long time, and, uh, and I've found uh, a lot of freedom and freedom leads to freedom, and that's what this message is about this morning. And last week I talked about being in our right minds and, and what that means, because the stronghold issues that, that have that uh, lead us away from the true identity that we have of being in Christ and having the mind of Christ. And so we looked at all three of those scriptures last week, and we're going to jump off and start here. So, uh, would you say this short passage of Scripture aloud together with me? It's Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Pray one more time. Jesus, I pray that the understanding of freedom... And what we're really free from and what we're free for would enter into our hearts. That as we just simply look at a couple of the the passages of scriptures and then look deeply at the grace and truth that you have that leads us to freedom, that would just be incredible. That would just be phenomenal, God. So I pray for each of our hearts that the... Um, according to Ephesians 1, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Lord, open us up today and drop a nugget from your Holy Spirit for each one of us. I pray for each person that they would get this morning exactly what you want them to get in Jesus' name. So God's out to get you. That's That's a good feeling. So in this passage of Scripture... And I'm, I'm going to be quoting uh, Graham Cook in some of this. As he says, it, it, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And it's because of this. It is God's true nature of freedom. That when we receive Christ, you have to understand, Christ was bound by nothing. Nothing could hold him. We sing songs about it, but I don't think we really... Uh, at times enter into the depth of what it means, death could not hold him. There was nothing he was bound to. I think it's probably what made him one of the most dangerous beings that ever lived when he came here and invaded humanity with himself and then coming as us, as human to us. It's, It's stunning that he would do something like that and that it was really so that we could be free. Now, most often when we think about that, we think of freedom for, for, you know, from sin, 
from doing wrong things or freedom from certain addictions or freedom from certain, as we've looked this past year, uh, mindsets and ways that we've looked at things. And all of that's true, but it's really this. Jesus came to set you free to be you. The real idea of freedom is being who God declares and made you to be. That's scary. Have you ever sat and wondered and go, huh, if I was really myself, would they like me? Ah. So does that mean that we're marrying masks and the thing that they're liking is the mask and not really us? Uh Uh-oh, there comes the cure dragging its way through my teachings again. Listen, each of us were set free when we received Christ. But there is a process, not an equation. There is a process of coming into the fullness of freedom. And that comes through recognizing the fullness of freedom. Does that make sense? We get more free when we understand how free we are. And there is... uh, and at times it's maybe a little terrifying. It's really terrifying to be yourself. You know, like when you're at home, you're not a dancer. You're six foot two, 200 and something pounds. <laughs> and you feel like dancing. And you just want to get jiggy with it, you know. You just, you know. But you can't really do that unless there's nobody around. Because you know that if you could see you, you would probably laugh. No, you're not tracking with me this morning? Any of you danced in private at home? Let me see your hand. Okay. Oh, the rest of you, guess what I'm going to pray for? Oh, that the Lord, my sneak, would come up and get a hold of you and take you on a nice little dance. And the liberation that had. You ever gone out in the woods and just screamed at the top of your lungs? There's such a place. There's a place for all of that. A place of freedom. You see, it's not merely enough to get free. For it to become a lifestyle, we have to learn ways of maintaining our freedom in Christ. Much of that has to do with our mindsets. Uh... We have an enemy. You know, how real is the devil? As real as to mess all of our thinking up. That's how real. And he goes after, and he works with your old mindsets. Listen, he does not want to work with truth. That didn't work for him. Remember Jesus in the wilderness? And he tried to use truth to trip Christ up. And it didn't work. He couldn't do it. That doesn't work for him. So I will tell you, there's, here's a, a, a thing to know in your life. He will always attack your strongholds and your lies. Because he's well acquainted with it. He was called the father of lies. That's what Jesus, so whenever that's happening and you're losing your freedom, that has to do with misbeliefs that you're carrying in your thought process. He's going after those misbeliefs. And if he can push the button good enough... He will do it. Our old mindsets and our old ways of thinking, they, uh, they try to tell you 
it's not enough for you and there's not enough love of God. There's not enough understanding within you. And besides that, everything always goes wrong anyway. And it tries to entrap you again. So, you know, and I, I, this is the one thing for, I'm not a, actually I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but I love Admiral Ackbar. You know, fish head, do you know which one I'm talking about? It's a trap! You know, stating the obvious. Well, let me state the obvious to you. Mindsets are a trap. Old patterns, old ways of thinking that don't take into account that Christ has come to set you free. It's a trap. That way of thinking leads you down a place, and it always ends up looking something like this. Anxious, mistrusting, not liking myself, not liking others, worrying about the future, all those things. And, you know, and we go, ooh, and if we talk about it, we don't really like to talk to, them, to other believers unless we're really close to somebody because it makes it come off like you're not walking in faith and you don't have enough to be good and you don't have enough to get it together. So you better just keep your mouth shut, put up the mask and say, I'm fine. When I'm not. Some days I have more anxiety than other days. Circumstances do that. They, they, they get at our lives. Uh, when you're facing big bills, when you're facing a trauma, when you're facing new situations, all of those, they, they come against us and they try to remind us of the bars that are in the way of our life instead of seeing the spaces between the bars that represent freedom. Jesus came that we could find the spaces and not only find them, but that we could very easily slip through them into real freedom. In grace and truth, it is designed for one thing. You can recognize the majesty and supremacy of God in every battleground of life. Even when it feels like, God, where are you? Did you ever have that cry? Did you have it this morning? Nobody wants to raise their hands. So, it's, uh, we're, we're there. God, where are you? Are you, are you here? This is what I know. Every believer that I interact with wants to be free. Every believer that I know. Everybody has an area in their life that feels like it's a trap. Um, it, can be, uh, it can be money. It can be situations. It can be relationships. It can be the past. Oh, the past traps us like crazy. That's, and, it's, and it's funny, you don't even have to be consciously thinking about it. Anybody read any Marcel Proust? No, not literary. Where's my literary people? Okay, Marcel Proust uh, wrote a series of seven books that uh, all together are titled Remembrance of Things Past. And in the opening of the book called Swan's Way, he is sitting drinking a cup of tea. And the taste of the tea 
and the texture of the, of the hot water, all of that causes a trigger within him and he starts remembering and the whole book is written out of that. Seven volumes are written out of him having a cup of tea. This is what happens to us in our lives. It triggers something and, you're, and it's just like you weren't ever intending to go back there again but the taste of the hot tea, maybe the shape of the cup, maybe the smell triggered something in your emotional memory kicks in. You start going down a path. But when those paths lead to wearing masks, and when those paths reopen pain in our hearts, and we have trouble uh, even getting at times the name of Jesus out and the stranglehold that exists when that occurs, we forget who we are. It's all designed. That's the trap of the enemy. If he can convince you that you are not who God says you are, listen, this is the main point of the trap. He knows who you are, the enemy of your soul. God knows who you are. Who's the one struggling with it? Moi? (laughs) Yep, you. And there's a place where as, as, as freedom exists for us, what happens is our feelings don't align with the freedom that we know came with Christ. Um, for those of you who went through a crisis to come to salvation knowledge, do you remember that feeling when, when Jesus came in? Man, it, I mean, the freedom of it was, it was frightening. I thought I, I thought I was having flashbacks when I did from taking LSD. I went, ah, oh, and I had, I, I had confessed all my sin, and I didn't know that you said one blanket prayer because I wasn't raised in church. And so when I, to, when it, I read a, a little booklet that said that my sins had separated me from this God of love, and I was already snotting and crying when it said that, and when I, it said you needed to confess your sins, I thought it meant everything. So, yes, it took me hours. And, uh, uh, and when I got done, that sense of freedom, I, th- I laid down on the, on the bed. It was a military bed. And I laid down on the bed, and it felt like I was eight inches above the mattress, and I was going to float up to the ceiling. And I started hanging on to the... I remember grabbing the side of the bed, and I went oh man, am I having a flashback? And I looked up to see if the light was going to bounce around the room again. And uh, for those of you who understand that, uh, and it, it just, it, it, uh, I don't know, maybe in my salvation, God scared the hell out of me. I don't know. But uh, I know it was frightening enough and such a dr- deep and dramatic change in my life that I consciously felt in my body, what it meant to be free. And how symbolic. The next thing I did, because I couldn't sleep, is I went and took a shower. How symbolic is that? God just cleansing us, washing us. Listen, that is a daily occurrence that is available for you and I in our freedom to stay in. When we speak the truth of our true identity and and. And our thoughts 
Our emotions, your emotions will always follow your thoughts. Don't let your thoughts follow your emotions. Let your emotions follow your thoughts and let your thoughts be on this. I'm brand new. I'm a new creation. God has created me in awe and wonder if you read the Psalms. God God isn't just stunned by who he is. He's stunned by how he created you. Say this with me. God is stunned with who I am. Wow. He wants to lavish on you this morning. He just wants to, yeah, but I'm like, I'm pretty like this seasonal stuff. I just want to, I, no. And God goes, really? I'm just going to come, I'm not going to give you exactly what you need. And here's what the enemy wants to do with strongholds. This is actually what that passage of scripture is speaking of. When Paul said it's for freedom that set you free, what he's actually talking about is legalism and performance to the Galatian church, which led them to be trapped by fear. If we aren't aligned... (laughs) In our daily routines, with God's true nature of freedom, we live with a sense of fear. Matter of fact, fear and anxiety and worry can become so familiar with us, even as believers, that it becomes a natural garment. How many love your PJs? Oh, the rest of you do not know true freedom. Because there is nothing better. Then getting home at 5 or 5.30 and hit the closet and put those PJs on. It's just like, oh, yeah, come on. They're just, I don't know. It's the only thing I like about winter is wearing the PJs, you know. It's, uh, the rest of the time is pretty depressing. No, I'm just kidding. It's really not. Fear drives us to legalism. This is what it looks like in these circumstances are always going to be happening in your life. Say this with me. Circumstances will happen. They're going to happen. Promise you. Good ones and bad ones. Good people will have bad things that happen in and around their lives. It's life. That's what happens here on the earth. Christians get driven to figure out, to try to control the circumstance. They get this anxiety in them that says, I must be doing something wrong. What haven't I done that's right? How come this is happening to me? And then we add the word, again. And we get in these patterns of thought that drive us into legalism. And legalism is this, you're trying to figure out how you can escape what you think you might deserve Or if I do these things, I'll change the situation. And that's called superstition and hocus pocus. We're trying to build an equation to get God to do something, to overlook how bad we are and recognize there might at least be a half a second of one good thing in me. Hello. It drives us to performance, and that means you're always going to try to find the right equation. I'm st- 
stunned by how superstitious we are. Me, you. And this is it. Our performance is never enough to break the mindset of fear and legalism. It's never enough. How would you perform enough to be okay with God? There's only one way to be okay with God, and that's through God. Through what Jesus did, you can be okay. Right now, in this life. But we tend to, we're afraid of losing what makes us feel secure. So we hold tightly to our resources and try to control people in the situations around us. And that is called non-alignment. You're not aligning yourself with who God declares you are and with the freedom that you have. I wish anxiety would never happen in my life, but it does. I wish I would never worry about another thing for the rest of my life. Well, if you believe hard enough, I do believe. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. You ever felt like that? I just want to... I'm believing as hard as I know how to squeeze anything out of me right now, I believe. I think of the man whose daughter needed healing. And Jesus asked him if he believed. And he said, yes, help my unbelief. I, I believe... Help my unbelief. Probably one of the most faithful prayers that I've ever heard. Because there's times when I try so hard. Do you try hard? If I could just get one more drop, you know, squeeze one more spiritual drop out of it so things would change. Well, I'm being a legalist when I'm doing that. I'm trying to manipulate God and circumstances to go the way I think they ought to go, and I'm not in control. And that's really what the issue is. You're not in control. If it was, there would be certain politicians in jail right now. If it was, I would be 25 pounds lighter. If it were true that I was in control... Now look, let me see this passage of scripture. This is when we know when we're aligning with God's truth over us. It's actually kind of a, a strange reverse. Listen to this passage of scripture. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Now this is the first, there's something very significant here. So you have to remember, this is the first teaching that Jesus gave when he comes out of the wilderness. Now, there's a, there's a principle in study, and for those of you who've done Bible study and that kind of thing, that the first and the last things are the most important things that are said. The first thing that's said, the last thing that's said. This was the first thing that Jesus wanted to say, and he was talking about himself. He says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. By the way, he's talking about the day of his crucifixion, 
when he talks about the vengeance of God. That's how God avenged you, was he died for you. It's not about talking about a future event. To comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. He wants you to be free in every sense of the word. It was for freedom that he set you free. And that was his main intent in coming to us, to do what he did. I I reread this passage of scripture and then Brenda read Jesus calling to me this morning. Sometimes I think Jesus calling is a little bit fluffy or a little, it seems like there's some hamburger helper and that's just me. Because many of you find it right next to the Bible. It's like, that's it. And, uh, and, and sometimes I go through that, and that's my machinations and stuff. But I would tell you, there's other times, oh my gosh, it's like getting hit with the two by four of the Spirit. It just goes, you know, and I feel like I'm in a Roadrunner cartoon. You know, it's, it's, you know, and he, he, he gets me, and he gets me. I want you to know that this morning, whatever your thoughts are, wherever your heart is, God gets you. And he's coming after you. He gets you. So this is from Jesus Calling. Listen to this. Just to talk about aligning yourself. So good to line yourself up. That's all reading of the word does. That's all prayer does. That's all worship does. It's all about alignment. Am I believing the very things that God believes about me? Listen to this. How many of you read this this morning? So just, oh. Well, this is a refresher then. All of us, let's just shut your eyes, just as a way of blocking out everything and not looking at the old gray-bearded one. You can live as close to me as you choose. I set up no barriers between us. Neither do I tear down barriers that you erect. People tend to think their circumstances determine the quality of their lives. So they pour their energy into trying to control those situations. They feel happy when things are going well and sad or frustrated when things don't turn out as they had hoped. They rarely question this correlation between their circumstances and feelings. Yet it is possible, it is possible to be content in any and every situation. Put more energy into trusting me and enjoying my presence. Don't let your well-being depend on your circumstances. Instead, connect your joy to my precious promises. I am with you. We'll watch over you wherever you go. I will meet all your needs according to my glorious riches from my love. Let 
then quotes Philippians 2. He says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. It's so interesting. I had a dream this week about somebody in the congregation, and it's somebody who wouldn't normally do something like this. They were standing on a stage. I don't know what stage. It wasn't necessarily this one. And there was a large group of people, and they were standing all by themselves, and uh, they started singing a cappella, and they didn't have the greatest voice. They just were loud. They had a loud voice, and they were singing at the top of their lungs, and they were singing the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. But if you just try some time, you just might find you get what you need. And I was like, what is that? What? What is that? You know? What? Listen, God has committed himself to care for you. If, if you're struggling, and there's not just seasonal depression, but if you're struggling with anxiety and depression and circumstances, and you're facing stuff, that I have no idea what you're facing right now. It could be like the, you're hanging on by a thread. I want you to know this. God knows, and he knows what you need. And he doesn't turn his back on his beloved ever, even when it seems like it. Even when you're wandering in the dark going, where are you? He hasn't left. He will not leave you. What must I do? Nothing. You don't have to do anything. He won't leave. He won't abandon you. He was with you on your best days. He's with you on your worst days. Will he change the circumstances? I don't know. I've seen people's circumstances change, and I've seen people's circumstances have to go through it. Well, but there's got to be an equation. No, there isn't. There is a God who loves you that won't leave you alone. Ever, 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 ever. We sang it. In the, I was listening to the songs this morning going, oh my gosh, Raquel. Like, were, were you invading my thought process this week? You know, it's like, we all feel that way. Gee, preach something. He must, God must have shown him it was for me. No, he doesn't. That's just God. He just works all things together for good for those that love God. They're called according to his purpose. They're his purpose. He loves you so much this morning. That's all I ever hear here. Good. Good. You're starting to get it. We have five themes. And if you don't in some service hear something about the unconditional love of God, then we're missing it. I don't know about you, but I don't want to let religion cause me to miss it anymore. Including my own religion. Not just my anger at other people's. Not just my own judgmentalism. But my stuff. It can be a bar or it can be a space. When you look through the (laughs) this thing of this life, are you seeing the bars Are you seeing the space? 
and the freedom it represents. If you can see the space, you can walk through it. Do you, do you hear me? This is spiritually discerned. Maybe we'll do the book next week, but it's, there's a book called Wise Dog that speaks of this. You can either keep looking at the bars that represent imprisonment. Or you can see the space. And that's the Jesus freedom that I'm speaking of. And walk into that. How, how do I do this? It's that belief, it's that risk, it's that faith thing that says this. And, and it's not, I believe in you, Jesus. It's not magic. Listen, Christian, we do the in, these incantation prayers. I'm so sick of them. If I say the name just right and I get those verbs right and I get the adjective where it needs to be, then he'll answer me. No, he won't. Watch. I trust you, God. Scary. Horribly frightening, especially when you're, I'll, I'll say it this way, I, like, I don't like this kind of year. I struggle. I start getting depressed. For no apparent reason, I'll get down. Brenda will say, why are you down? I, I don't know. And if I could explain it, I could get, I don't know what makes me feel that way, but this is what I've been doing. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. Each step forward, I trust you, God. Will it get better? That's the promise of his word. Says the path of the righteous, what? Like the light of dawn, it grows brighter and brighter and brighter. Oh, that's just a mind game. No. The other one's a trap, remember? It's a trap. So you're going to think about fish head tonight when you lay down. You know. I heard a story this morning. I'll close with this. I'm going on, but you need to hear this. Anybody that's struggling right now, some of you are struggling with stuff. I don't know how you get through it, honestly. I'm not placating you. I don't know if I'd be here if I were you. I don't know if I could work up the courage to go and sit through another message. But you're here, so listen to me. Start taking the promises of God and write them out in your own words. Take a passage of scripture and write it down. You're creating an equation. No, I'm not. This isn't an equation. Start writing it down in your own words. Take a passage of scripture. Look in the mirror. Start saying it over yourself. Start aligning with what Isaiah 61 says. This is where he came to bring you freedom. If you can do what that crazy guy did in my dream, start singing it out loud. Let yourself hear it. Take a short passage of scripture and sing it to yourself out loud. Let your ears hear you singing what God sings over you. And and watch this. And all of a sudden, the space between the bars starts getting wider and wider 
and wider, because some of you were thinking as I was saying that, yeah, you don't understand, my bars are only this far apart, buddy. (laughs) Well, this is how we separate the bars of our prisons in our mind. It's the word of God, his promises, his truth, his love, what he believes about you, what he knows to be true about you. Not the lies that you've told yourself or that you've listened to what others said about you. Real truth. And those bars start getting farther and farther. How does that happen? It's spiritual. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Try that a song out. Only keep your eyes open and look in the mirror. I'm no longer a slave to fear. <laughs> I'm a child of God. And then really get childlike and start singing the child songs again. So why don't you stand with me? We'll do it together this morning. Jesus loves me, this I know. May the love of God and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all this entire week, and especially today. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, would you love each other as you go, saints? God bless you.